Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. My name is Ken Dunnick, played tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars. My podcast partner is Mark Echo, who covered the Eagles for many, many years with NJ.com and the Trenton Times. And Mark, for the third time in franchise history, the Philadelphia Eagles start the season 5-0. and Are you impressed? Yeah, you have to be. When, I mean, yeah, no, how could you not be impressed with a team? They're the only team that's 5-0, and so that's, that's impressive. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not one of them people that uh, – a win's a win. It's hard to win in the NFL. You know exactly. that. You, you play. I mean, this was a – this was a like, I, I know there are people um, saying, oh, they're, they're not impressed with yesterday. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't get and, it. And this was a game that I, – I said this last week to you when we did the podcast. This game was scary as all get out. And I, oh. I'll be honest, I took the points. I took the well, five and a half. I loved them. I loved that. I think, five uh, yeah, I think every uh, astute better would take the points. But I really looked at this game as a trap game because yeah, it was a week before was. Dallas. And a week after. And, and Jacksonville is normally not a big deal for the Eagles. Eagle Jacksonville is yeah. like, who cares? But, no, it was Doug Peterson. I don't care what as a player. If they're telling you that game didn't mean more, they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Of course it meant more. They, it was their old coach. Guy, and, but not an old coach that they wanted revenge on. An old coach who they admired and liked. You saw the players before the game out there talking to them and exchanging things with them and you know, hugging them. That was an emotional victory. I don't care how you look, cut it. It was an emotional victory over Jacksonville in a game that they had to come from behind to do. And now you're going away to a place they never play well in Arizona. Never. I've covered, I covered the Eagles 32 years, went to Arizona probably – Thirty of those years, I think the first couple of years they weren't playing the Cardinals; that they were still in St. St. Louis. But um, they never play well there. When the Eagles are good and the Cardinals are bad, they still struggled at times to win there, and sometimes got upset there. So no, this was a good win. Anyway, it's a good win. I don't care how they won it. Yes, they, they got lucky, but sometimes you need a little luck. Well, listen, good they teams. They got this field goal. You know, he did, and, and, and that was a little lucky. But good right. teams find a way to win, and all you can do is play the people on your schedule. Now, this game, you know, you're flying across the country, and you're playing a team that made the playoffs last year and, yeah, and a team that's bad. really hungry for a win, although they're having trouble winning at home, which uh, I find yeah. hard hard to believe. But, well, but anyway, there's more opposing fans there sometimes. Well, I had some friends that were at the game, and they said it was just like the Washington game. It was uh, it was that Eagles bad. West. Yeah, yeah. they said the, the about half the stadium or more was was filled with Eagles fans, which is really cool. I, I love to see you know the, the people supporting the team and, and following it the way they do. It's a it's a really great atmosphere. The other reason I was concerned about this game, and I don't think people have talked a lot about this, but the, the Eagles went into this game with some significant injuries. They yeah. were without Boston Scott, without Jordan Mulata, without Avante Maddox for the second straight week, and they lost their kicker, Jake Elliott, uh, which we'll talk about Cameron Dicker, who is now a local folk hero here in town. But And then uh, throughout the game, you know, uh, Jason uh, Kelsey was, uh, was injured at times, not in the entire game, so was Dickerson. So, Eagles are a little bit thin on the offensive line, and overall, I think those are some significant injuries. But again, good teams overcome that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's funny you you bring up the kicker because Arizona was also with a backup kicker, and the Eagles' backup kicker, call him whatever you want, substitute kicker, made the field goal that he had to make, and the Cardinals' kicker didn't, and that was the difference in the game. 
Yeah, I heard him interviewed after the game. And he sounds like a really down-to-earth guy. Listen, we all know that Jake Elliott, who's one of the best kickers in the NFL, is going to get the job when he comes Where's back. He from? But, Where's he from? Yeah, he's from the University of Memphis, of there course. You go. We, we had <laughs> but, but, hey, listen, whatever, this kid has now established himself as a guy that, you know, when teams are looking for kickers yep. and they do he's every year, he's got a resume now that he'll probably get another shot or two in the NFL. But, hey, you know, it's okay. nice to see an unheralded guy like that step in sure. and be a big contributor. Hey, don't be surprised. If Elliott's back this week and the Cardinals' kicker isn't back this week, if the, when the Eagles are going to have to cut Dicker, right? They're not going to keep two kickers if Elliott's no. healthy. Uh, don't be surprised if Arizona picks him um, up. I, as we all know, the teams uh, – they're searching for kickers. You're only as good as your last made field goal, and uh, right. a lot of teams pull the trigger quickly in that. But uh, let's talk about some interesting personnel, I thought, in the game. I thought, first of all, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard, who is now the, the Eagles' tight end, and Zach Ertz, who was the Eagles' tight end, now plays for Arizona. Um, I think it's – when they made the move to get rid of Hurts, I, w- I wasn't uh, – Hurts, I'm sorry. I wasn't really in favor of – because the guy had done so much for the franchise, and, you know, he wanted to get paid, but in the Eagles' you know scale of, of thinking, they, they didn't think he was worth the investment. So they let him go, and they, they give Goddard a nice bump. And it was plain to me that Goddard was the right choice for a couple of reasons. Number one, he had eight catches for 95 yards yesterday. That's not the only reason I'm saying this, but he does some really interesting things. Number one, he's a better blocker than Ertz uh, ever was. And number two, did you see him pull Jalen Hurts over the goal line on that, yeah. on that touchdown? I mean, you know, that, he's doing everything at that position. I really do think the Eagles made the right move at keep, keeping him instead of Ertz. Oh, well, the main thing was age as well. Um, yeah. And because there's a salary cap now, you can't you can't spend, you know, premium money on two two tight ends. As much as they would have loved to have kept both of them and have, you know, that would give you arguably the best set of tight ends in the league if you had Goddard and Ertz together, which they did for a little bit. But, you know, Goddard, was his contract was coming up. And like you said, he, he wanted a raise. So if the Eagles kept Ertz, guess what? Goddard would have tested free agency and he'd have signed with some you know Cardinals or whoever else that was willing to give him the money that you know he deserved after his, his rookie contract was up so yeah I mean that's what happens in you know in this day in you know salary cap football you you the older guys are you know when when your replacement is is on the roster it's time to let you go and and and, and like you said that it was tough because Zach Ertz was not just a, a very very good football player he was a he was a very well liked um, in the community, him and his wife grained, do, yeah. do, do so much um, locally to help people. I mean, they're just—it's a—he's just a great guy on, yes. on top of being a great player. So yes. it's hard letting a player like that go, but it's a business, right? Exactly. But you know my philosophy—I think tight ends should always get paid. But uh, anyway, well, well, they always have, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in the not, not in the from, far from, past. From I, eighty-three I on, that. I think it was. I think yeah, it was I eighty-three think, on is when the I tight end. Well, I think after I retired, this, <laughs> that's yeah, I think that's when they oh, started to make some money. But, you know, uh, if you look at Jalen Hurts again, rather pedestrian numbers: twenty-six for thirty-six, two hundred thirty-nine yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Although he did throw a pick that was uh, ruled incomplete. And Kyler Murray, uh, 28 for 42, 250 yards, 
uh, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, what did you think of the quarterback play, and how would you compare those two? I, I think there's some similarities there. Well, there, yeah, I mean, um, well, except that the one guy was the number one overall pick at a draft, right? And the other guy went in the second round. So uh, <laughs> the Eagles are getting more bang for their buck mm-hmm. with with Hurts than the Cardinals are with with Murray. I mean, they're they're similar in that you know, well, Murray's Hurts isn't. That's Hurts is not as big as you'd like your quarterback to be, maybe, but he's bigger than Murray. Murray's yeah. actually a small guy. I mean, um, I'm I'm still surprised in a lot of ways because if you remember when he was coming out, there was a lot of talk about him playing baseball instead of he was a first round pick in in baseball as yeah. well. You know, but Elway used that leverage. No, no, but Murray was actually good. And I mean, not that Elway wasn't, but I mean, I really I had people tell me that that they thought um, Murray might play baseball. They really, you know, and because of his size, I mean, you know, at, at his size, he's not a, he's a fairly sized shortstop. He's not, you know, but he's an, un, he's a very undersized quarterback. So, you know, I don't know how long he's going to, you know, I don't know. I'm, guys yeah. like that, you wonder how long they're going to last. Yeah, they're always one hit away from uh, retirement. And in this day and age where now uh, teams and, and officials are looking really closely at the concussion issues, yes. uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater goes out early early yesterday, and teams are, are running thin at quarterback. Um, so uh, it's just an interesting scenario all, all around the, uh, the NFL. Um, the, uh, a couple of other players I wanted to mention, I know the uh, the punter uh, Sifos has been getting heat from the team because of his punting average. He had a good day yesterday, averaging forty seven yards per punt. Nice um, to punt in the desert. It is. Yes, right? it is. I guess that dry air, the ball carries yeah. farther. Right. Uh, Miles Sanders again, uh, a pretty good day. Fifteen uh, fifteen attempts, fifty eight yards. Uh, didn't set the world on fire, but with with uh, Jalen Hurts gaining sixty one yards on the ground, the Eagles had a competent. Um, ground attack, and they actually showed a commitment to running the ball in the second half, which I thought that last was interesting. Especially, I thought they they really put a nice. They ran it together. eight times in a row, right? Yeah, and and couldn't and Cardinals couldn't stop. Um, I mean, if if you want to nitpick about the win, it would yeah, it would have been nice to get a touchdown on that last drive, and then to force the Cardinals to get it to come back and get a touchdown. But hey, you won on the road in a spot that I thought was a really tough spot for the team. And, and now they have. And now this is a, this is a huge game coming up Sunday night. Huge game, but it, it is, bigger than it is. A, bigger than I thought it would be. Well, be I think it's I think it's bigger than anybody thought it would be. And uh, you know, how about the how about the NFC East? The Eagles lead the, yeah. the NFL with a five and zero record. Again, the third time in franchise history they've started five and zero. But the Giants beat Green Bay at a neutral field in London yesterday. They're four and one. Dallas goes to the Rams. I had marked that down as a for sure loss for Dallas, and uh, their defensive special teams really uh, did did a great job, and they held the Rams to ten points, and I think they scored one or two defensive or special teams touchdowns. So, yes, that's I mean, pretty impressive. Dallas and the Giants are, are are for real. I mean, it's not like you know they're gonna they're not going to. I think this is gonna be a great game Sunday night. It really is, and you know everyone talks about the Eagle Cowboy rivalry, and it, it's a good rivalry. Don't get me wrong, but it's rare. I actually did a story about this a few years back. It's actually rare, and there's been occasions, but when both teams are good, usually through the years, like they were both obviously your year with the Eagles, that was, the Cowboys were good until you played them in the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. But that's rare. It's rare. Like the Eagles, after your year, the Eagles went downhill. 
Well, you left, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, I, put the Bam, Eagles, I put the Bambino curse on. From 82 to 88, the Eagles were at, at, at losing records every year. That, that was the Cowboys' heyday. Cowboys were doing well then. Then the Eagles got good. Um, when Buddy Ryan got there, they made the playoffs three straight years. The Cowboys were bad. That was, yeah. that was the end of Landry, beginning of Jimmy Johnson. So they were awful, those 313, 1-15. So they weren't good. Then the Cowboys got good, and the Eagles got went down a little bit. And then um, they did meet in the playoffs Ray Rhodes' first year. So they were both good that year, and the Cowboys beat him in the playoffs. But then, you know, during Andy's run, the Cowboys weren't that good. Mm-hmm. That's, when, that's when they were going through different coaches and different quarterbacks. And um, it's, it's my, my point, I'm, I'm, I'm getting along with it here, but my point is it's good to see them both good at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Well, uh, Eagles-Dallas week is always a big deal, and it's nice to see it coming right now. And it comes at a pretty good time for the Eagles because they're going to have a bye after this game, so they can focus all of their energy and attention on this Sunday night primetime game. The city's going to be at a fever pitch. It's, it's going to be a fun week uh, watching and talking about this game. I, I wanted to mention a couple other defensive sure. standouts and. And uh, I thought uh, Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson, who came in uh, a trade from the Saints as a safety, he had an interception. He just brings an energy to that defense that that I really like. And, of course, uh, Hassan Reddick, who we talked about last week, had another sack. Didn't show up much in the stat sheet. But to me, the the bull rush that he does against much bigger players and is able to get, you know, his hands on the quarterback's arms to, to strip that football is a unique talent. And, you know, I, I thought I just thought his physical presence in the game uh, it helps, and it helps the guys inside like uh, Fletcher Cox. You know, because oh, if you got if you got guys on the outside that are rushing the passer, it, it just loosens everything up in there. Um, and I'm I, and, a fan of Reddick. I, I've always liked him. I don't. I didn't think the Cardinals used him the right way. I mean, I know. I'm, listen, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't mean to criticize a coach for how he used a player, but. Um, when you got a guy like like Reddick who who's so athletic and um, you know he did even at Temple he played all over the place, so they they thought they had a guy that they could use eight different ways and that's nice, but the most important thing in, on defense is getting to the quarterback, right? I mean that's what it's all about and he can do that so just let him do that and get somebody else to do the other stuff you know. What my, did you um, What did you think of the end of the game? Now Kyler Murray he scrambles he slides early I think he yes. thinks he's Dude. got him first down and he spikes the ball on third down now you know, I'm, I'm not spike. well I'm not I'm not a hundred percent well uh, it was an obvious mistake because if your decision was going to be to spike the ball you would wait until there's three seconds right. left if that was your intention he must have thought he got the, he first, had the first down, down. so right. he spiked the ball. And that and that's a you know that might be a flaw in the system to where you know the clock is running things are happening fast. If a quarterback's not sure what he's got the first down or not, I think that's got to be communicated a little bit better by the officials. I'm not complaining because it worked out in the Eagles' favor, but I, I just thought that was an interesting ball. scenario. But I mean, they had well, you're right. I mean, I, when I said I, when I said I didn't mind the spike, I, they had to stop the clock to get the. the you don't want your kicker having to rush on a field. You know what I'm saying? You, no, I but no. But if, As but opposed I, to running so on the play. But my point is he must he have would have waited. Right, he, yes, yes. yes. He, he, he thought he had a first was, down, yes. Right. And it was so, close. It was close. It was. It but was. he did slide. Again, that's because of the way the rules are with quarterbacks and hitting them and not hitting. 
they slide, but yeah, it's not where you land. It's where you start your slide. If you could slide for ten yards, that doesn't you don't get that all those extra yards. You know what yeah. Which um, is which, which is really which is really kind of an interesting rule because in the NFL you're not supposed to be down until you're touched, contact. and here they they they, they, they mark well, you down when you start when a quarterback slide. starts. To, well, because the the alternate is okay, we're going to pop you then. Right. And and they don't. Yeah. That's what they don't want. They don't want quarterbacks being you know fair game and getting their heads knocked off by linebackers. Safety's coming up, making those hits. So they give they they, they tell the all right. Sort of if you slide, you, they can't hit you. Speaking but you're not going to get the, all those yards. You're not going to get that slide. You're not going to get the you know. Speaking of hitting quarterbacks, did you see the Tom Brady call yesterday when they called roughing the passer? No. Yeah, they get well. It, you know, Atlanta is uh, is in the game. I think it's a five point game, and they stop Brady on third down, and the defense he, he's sacked. And the guy does he, he he doesn't sling him to the ground uh, like uh, Tua got slung down the other night, but he did forcibly bring him to the ground. It was very innocent, and they called it roughing the passer, which kept the drive alive and and and, and kept uh, Atlanta from getting the ball. But uh, yeah. you know, just another uh, another thought about Brady is they they seemed to it was all over the internet about you know. That's him, yeah. Any other quarterback, they don't call. Speaking of speaking of the Falcons, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, while while the Eagles are the only five and zero team in wins and losses in football, the Atlanta Falcons are five and zero into what some might think is a more important category against the spread. Yes. <laughs> Five no, and it's, funny, it's funny how our conversation always drifts. Hey, well, now, nowadays, I mean, you know, I'm still down here in South Carolina where it's you're not allowed to bet. But well, I, listen, you know, there's sports, Jersey, there's sports book and stadiums now. Yes. You know, it's, uh, so, it's, I mean, it's, it's embraced. It's real. It's here and it's for, it ain't going away. So, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, they've covered every week. The Eagles are, what, now three and two against the spread. I'm not so, right yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna stoke the fires here this week, and, and uh, we're gonna hear a lot about uh, Dallas coming in here, and hopefully we'll have a happy report for the people before the Eagles bye week the next week. But uh, as Mark, it's always uh, fun for me to chat Eagles football with you on a weekly basis, and I look forward to doing it again next week. Okay. For Mark Echo, this is Ken Dunnick. Thanks everybody for listening to the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark, and we'll see you next time. Take care.